Hey there, guys. Welcome back to the Breakside Podcast, here for Episode 9. This is your ultimate destination for in-depth collegiate and professional Frisbee discussions and interviews. I'm your host, David, here alongside my co-host. This is Garrett, and I'm coming to you live from Ave Maria, Florida tonight. And tonight we have a special guest. He is a graduate from Brigham Young University, where he received his degree in business strategy and played for the school's ultimate Frisbee team. In his 2020 season for Chai Ultimate, he received the D1 Men's Player Award from Ulti World. His accolades have extended into professional ultimate, being named an AUDL All-Star in 2022. Currently, he plays professional Frisbee for the Salt Lake Shred, who are on top of the West Division. A big welcome to Jordan Kerr. Jordan, thank you so much for being on the podcast tonight. Hey, thanks for the invite. Super excited to be here. Uh, and just uh, talk Frisbee. I feel like I can talk Frisbee for for a long time, so I'm stoked. Yeah, we're super happy to have you, and yeah, let's just get after it here. So we know you just had a dominant season with the Shred. You guys just finished up your regular season, and the statistics show on AUDL's website that you played great. You had 45 assists, 36 goals, eight blocks in just 12 games. You guys posted an 11-1 record being the best team in the Western Division. And with Championship Weekend coming up at the end of August, you and the Shred are in a really good position to make a good run at the playoffs. These are the stats. This is what everyone's saying. But we want to know, what are your thoughts on your performance and your team's performance at this point in the season? Good question. From a team perspective, I don't think I could be more like excited about where where we're at. I think we accomplished it what what we wanted to in the regular season, right? We kind of built our chemistry. We figured out what lines we wanted to run, what kind of systems we wanted to run on offense and defense. And I feel like we've really honed it. We've honed it in. Having a home a home playoff game for, for the West Championship is, is really huge. So I think that bodes well for us. And then, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more, but we got to play in New York this past weekend, which was super cool. Never really gotten to play a team that high of a caliber before, so um, I think our team was really excited to do it, and I think we had a lot of good takeaways as far as, okay, this is something that went well, and these are also some things that we might want to adjust and kind of clean up uh, as we enter the playoffs. Definitely, and you mentioned a couple of key parts that we'll be talking about later, like the Empire game. We'll get into that more, um, but one one thing you said is that home field advantage which is very key. And I think you guys are known for getting some really nice crowds out there. I've seen some photos of the homestand over the past season, especially last weekend against uh, Empire. What does that home field advantage mean to have those fans out there for you? It is. It is so cool. I mean, you guys, you guys have obviously done college tournaments and, and probably club tournaments where it's like, yeah, it's, it's cool. You get a few people to come out and watch, but, but pro is so different in the fact that you can have hundreds and you can have thousands of fans out to games cheering you on and that i think is is so cool like the fact that you can invite friends and family and people are watching online and just the accessibility is super cool but yeah that shred crowd is is crazy <laughs> i mean i think this past weekend was the most we've ever had but we we almost every single week have a massive crowd which it really helps honestly like you talk about when you're getting gassed in the fourth quarter and you've you've got hundreds of people backing you up like that is that goes a long way they are they are so awesome and the fact that we get to have them for a home playoff game is is super cool that's awesome it's electric when you have those fans just all cheering for you 
But I want to back up a little bit more here and look at how you got to the Salt Lake Shred. I know you went to BYU. It's in the area. And then there's 24 teams in the AUDL, you know, broken up into different divisions for, you know, our audience here. You know, the Central, the East, the South, and the West. Um, just 12 teams make the playoffs each year with the Final Four, you know, that compete in that championship weekend at the end of August. But you have all these different options. You have powerhouse teams out East with the Empire. Um, but how, what's your story? How'd you get to the shred? How did I get to the shred? Yeah, good question. So it was kind of in college when I kind of first heard about the AUDL as playing for BYU. Obviously there wasn't a team out here, but I was like, dang, that's super cool. The fact that there's a pro scene and I was learning about the club scene as well at the time. And it was actually one of my current shred teammates, Jacob Miller, uh, who's one of my good friends was like, Hey, like how crazy would it be if we like, tried out for some of these teams and i was like what i was like at the time we're we, this is forever ago but we were like that's that's crazy there's there's no way that they would want us we're from utah nobody knows who we are but just like for the fun of it me and jacob miller applied to or not applied but like filled out the the interest form to the california teams so we reached out to san diego oakland and la san diego la didn't really like listen to us or get back to us really uh, but Oakland did so Oakland reached out and they wanted to talk to us and get to know us and so we hopped on a call with Oakland and a few months later we were playing our first pro season on the Spiders which was a blast and it was my rookie season uh, three years ago and I had so much fun met a ton of cool people um, and we're still really close friends today and it was literally right after that first year that Salt Lake ended up getting a team. So that's kind of how I ended up on the shred, but it was cool to to get a little bit of experience playing pro before the shred season started. And that's what Frisbee is all about too, is those connections. It's something that we've talked a lot about on this podcast and to hear you, Jordan, talk about those connections that you made with people who were all the way in California. That's pretty cool. You being from Utah, going to BYU, reaching out like that. That's awesome. But now obviously you're at the shred. You just finished the season. You've, you had a lot of good games this season, but looking at it, I think your best game was on June 3rd when you actually played your former team, the Oakland Spiders. That game, you had five assists, five goals for 10 scores. And for our audience members, it's simply unheard of to have those sorts of stats within one game. So clearly you were in a zone. Can you tell us about your mindset during that game? Yes, that dude. Every time, every time we play Oakland, I get so stoked. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's just because we're friends, or also, I mean, they're this year they are very good. Like they're very likely to to be a playoff team as well. And so I always get up, I get excited for uh, for playing against Oakland, and in that game in particular, it was at home too. So it was like in front of our shred crowd, and they just came out like firing. They weren't missing they were capitalizing on like every mistake and uh we got to a point where it was like okay we need to like <laughs> we need to get this figured out like asap and luckily i played really well our defense played really well and got the breaks we needed to and and uh we pulled it out we it was close literally the whole game and then we kind of pulled away in the fourth quarter but they're awesome and yeah i feel like i did play pretty well that game yeah it's about how like mistakes and it's it's about capitalizing on those mistakes especially in professional ultimate because teams like mistakes are made so like so far like so like little of them far in between 
um, obviously you realize it more on the field, but as outsiders watching, it's like, oh my gosh, these guys play a game. So for you guys to be able to turn it around like that, I know it was huge. But I know, yeah, our next segment here, we definitely want to get into our game against the Empire. So, David, we asked about that. Yeah, you hinted at it. We can't can't ignore what happened. Um, you know, it's been talked about all year, especially you guys, your records. Every game was, oh my gosh, both teams are so perfect. And just the hype that surrounded this game was incredible. Unfortunately, you guys came up just short, right? 23-19. It's a close game. It was a battle. Um, it was kind of funny. This past weekend, I went up to the Indianapolis Alley Cats game. And I got to watch them. Shout out to Will Weddingale. We interviewed him a little bit ago. Got to see him play. And it was kind of funny. You sit in the stands, but everyone was talking about the Empire versus that game. <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts. Um, tell me about that game. Tell me about your thoughts on the Empire, how they've just dominated this league so far. Yeah, no, that was that was really, really cool. I've had a lot of thoughts as I've kind of been marinating on it for a few days. Obviously, they are like... You, you see the results and, and you know that they're good, but it's not until you actually get on the field with them and you're like, wow, these guys are very, very good at Frisbee. Yeah, I was very impressed. And I mean, these guys, like you look at Babbitt and Ben Yacht and Jack Willie, like these are guys that like I like when I was in high school and college, like I was watching these guys play. Um, and the fact that I got to like be on the same field and compete against them at the same level, I thought was was a really cool experience. Obviously, we wanted to win. Our coach, Bryce Merrill, is awesome. He he kind of helped us realize, like, hey, like, we're going to go out. We're going to try to win this game. But, like, the worst thing that happens is is we lose, right? And, I mean, yeah, that's what happened. But I think we have a ton of, like I said before, a lot of really good takeaways as far as things that we can get better at as a team, individually, and against, like, New York, and just against other teams in general. So I think the whole team was really really great for the oppor- uh, grateful for the opportunity and I don't want to think too far ahead but hopefully we get another shot at him at some point and you mentioned how there's a big difference right between watching a team on television or on tape and then stepping on the field and playing them. and <laughs> David and I experienced that this year our our big rival was Franciscan and we watched Franciscan's tape the D3 school they're up in Steubenville Ohio they've got a great frisbee program and we watched them on tape and we said, oh, my gosh, we can we can take this team like it shouldn't be a problem. We're going to win by a few points. We, we can do it. And we stepped on the field with them. And I remember thinking, oh, no, like we're, we're in trouble. These guys, are <laughs> we ended up splitting games with them. We got to play them twice in the span of three days. And it was it was a lot of fun. They've got a great program up there. But going back to this this rivalry between the shred and empire. Jordan, you obviously played against some great guys on Empire. You mentioned a few of their names. One of them, too, is Ryan Osgar. And Ryan won the MVP last year. And my understanding is you were you were right there in terms of MVP votings. You were you were right there at number two. And so with AUDL Championship Weekend, you know, just next month, you're going up against you probably will be going up against Osgar and the Empire at some point. Kind of what's your mindset going into this this next stage here? Yeah. No, yeah. Um, obviously, we're gonna try to take it one game at a time, right? We gotta win. We gotta win the West first before we can even face the Empire. So, obviously, me personally and the team—that's kind of our main focus and goals. Um, but if we do get another shot at them, I think we'll uh, we'll be ready. Obviously, Ryan Osgar is insane, right? Like, 
I see him in person and it's like, wow, he's fast, explosive. He has every throw in the book and it's, it's, it's cool to see, to see that level. Um, and obviously that's kind of like, oh yeah, that's the level that I want to get to as, as a player as well. So hopefully we get a, get another crack at him. And I mean, I think we can take him. just got to make a few adjustments, focus on the West first, and then uh, hopefully make it to championship weekend. I like that. I think that's kind of a humbling thing to say in a way is you obviously are a very talented player. You had a fantastic season last year. You're finishing up a fantastic season right now, but you can look at someone else and say, I need to work on a little bit like this, or I need to look to this guy to figure out how to throw, right? It's, it's always this capacity. I want to learn more. I want to be better, right? You're not, you're not just tapped out at a certain level, which I think that's such a testament to you, Jordan. That's incredible, but a little bit of shift here, something kind of lighthearted, if you're going to say sure. something we asked uh, Will from the Alley Cats when we interviewed him, he wears number 11 and he was telling us the one, the two ones and 11 represent his long legs. Something funny. <laughs> that's why he wears it. You wear number 66. Ooh, um, is there any significance between the double sixes? Oh, good question. I've actually, a few people have asked me this before. So I started, I started playing in high school, probably around like 10th grade. Um, all of my friends started in ninth grade. So they kind of started a year before me over the year. We're like, you should come play. You should come play. And in high school, I was like, no, that's, that's dumb. Why would I ever go play? Why would I go play Frisbee? <laughs> and then finally they got me out to a practice, had a blast and never looked back. But going to your question, I, because I started like a year later, I, everybody had already from like 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, everyone already had all the cool jersey numbers like like 11 was gone and and 23 and like every all the good numbers and all that were left were like numbers in like the 60s 70s 80s and i was like oh those are kind of lame but i saw 66 and was like i feel like that's the least lame (laughs) and so i kind of just i kind of just picked that in high school and i mean i stuck with it uh in college and now pro yeah, David wore number 47, which is pretty lame, too. But. <laughs> it's, not, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. <laughs> no, but yeah, Jordan, there, there are a lot of really cool parts about your game. Obviously, I haven't seen you play in person, but I've gotten to watch you on tape. I've heard about your style. You've got good length. You've got speed. You can throw well. You play good defense. But at the core of it, you're a lefty. So every throw you make, it's unique and it's different from a lot of the guys on the field who are right-handed. And just a little fun fact. Of the eight guys we've had on this podcast, we've only had two lefties, including yourself. We just had Brian Grafton on the podcast, who is also a lefty. But can you tell us about like, your vision as a lefty and how you perceive the field differently versus other guys who are right-handed while playing Frisbee? Yeah. No, I think there, there's definitely some some advantages uh, to being left-handed. Obviously, it's super from from like a marking perspective. It it is super different, right? I mean, obviously, you guys have probably guarded someone at some point who's left-handed, and they throw a a backhand or a flick, and you're like, it like takes a second to register. Uh, like, wait, that was that was wrong. <laughs> and I mean, it it happens to me too. Even when like I guard someone left-handed, I'm like, wait, that that was that was weird. And so I've kind of realized that, and then used that to my advantage. Um, kind of getting into some specifics of it a lot of times people will mark you they will mark almost like parallel with your 
throwing arm. So a lot of times people will like mark with your right shoulder. That's kind of where they'll square up. Um, so already there, that's kind of an advantage where it's like, oh yeah, people people don't expect it, and so their mark is already out of place. And then you you use that to get off a lot of really good break throws, especially because the release points are very different than a right-handed player. So I've, I've had a lot of years to, to rep it and to figure out kind of what works best for me. And that's kind of, that's kind of my bread and butter. Love it. Frisbee is obviously a very dominating part of your life to say the least. You're playing pro. It has to be all consuming in a way, but this journey started a lot sooner, right? You mentioned that you played in high school, something not a lot of people can say they've done um it's definitely something that's growing but it's really cool that you started way back when and then you played in college as well right a lot of people go to college they party up a little bit they put on a few extra pounds uh, to say the least but to be a dominant college player it takes a lot of sacrifice right in 2020 you were named d1 player of the year an incredible feat it takes so much sacrifice and endurance and perseverance to reach those heights in a college setting would you kind of share with us what those sacrifices were like during those years in college that's a that's a good a good a good topic we had a really really kind of cool situation at byu where our coach who is actually the shred coach now bryce merrill so he was he was coaching byu while i was there for five years um and he kind of left it up to us he was like hey like how good how good do you guys want to be and based on kind of how good you guys want to be like that's that's the sacrifice that's going to be necessary. And our team, every single year, we're, that was kind of our goal was, well, obviously we want to be the best. We want to we want to be number one. We want to take down these top teams and, and see how far we can go. Um, and, and it required a lot of sacrifice. So you're, you're talking about multiple practices a week, track workouts. Uh, we had a, a personal trainer, so we'd hit the gym three times a week. We would you're you're throwing outside of practice every day and it was it was a lot right so having to balance that with school and work and friendships and everything else that you've got going on in college um, yeah there were definitely some sacrifices but I I enjoyed so much playing for BYU and I think the sacrifices were well worth it. Good for you guys for for doing all that training that's that's intense and I was just trying to compare it to what David and I went through our senior year at Ave. I don't think it was it was really close to what you just described, but we had early mornings. We practiced before class, so that was yep. kind of that was kind of our thing, our sacrifice. But BYU, um, you guys, you go by Chai Ultimate. I hope I'm saying that right, but Chai. Oh, Ultimate. almost. It's uh, yeah, Kai. 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 Okay, that makes more sense. Kai Ultimate. And we're curious as to why why are you guys called that? Like, where where did Kai Ultimate come from? Yeah, yeah, good question. So uh, BYU is kind of a religious school uh, for the LDS church out here in Utah. Um, and Chi is actually the Greek symbol for X, uh, which represents Christ. So um, that's kind of where Chi came from. And then it's spelled C-H-I. Uh, and that's also an acronym that the team uses uh, that stands for competition, humility, and integrity. So obviously competition, we want to be the best that we can be. Humility at the same time, right? Stay humble, work hard, uh, and then integrity, which is basically spirit of the game and which is what it's just such a great thing about Ultimate. So we kind of keep those three things in mind as we uh, as we played during college. That's that's honestly 
probably the best answer I think Garrett and I have heard for why a club team at a university is not named the mascot team. <laughs> um, that was awesome. Um, very inspiring on that side there. But like I mentioned a little bit sooner, right? You're that you were named the D1 Player of the Year back in 2020. We all know 2020 is a weird year for seasons. You know, Garrett, and I can talk about that from our own experience as well. I'm sure so many other players can. Strange season. What did that time frame look like for you as a club player on a university? I know a lot of teams weren't able to practice. How do you continuously push for excellence in a time like that? Yeah, that was that was a really hard time, especially because I'm trying to remember. I feel like it was in the middle of our season two, which which sucks because I feel like we were like ramping up. We had just finished playing a Florida warm up and we were like on top of our game. We were I think we were number one in the country. Like we were just firing on all cylinders and then COVID hits and, and the season's done. And it was really, really hard to find like any sort of motivation because it's like you don't know when you're going to see the field again. You don't know when you're going to see your teammates again. But I think that's kind of like one of the cool things about having college teammates and having teammates in general is, is for that kind of accountability. So even if even if we weren't seeing each other all the time, we were holding each other accountable with workouts or film sessions, whatever, whatever we could do to to kind of stay sharp uh, while it hit. And I think, and I think it paid off and we're, we're all still really close and a lot of us are teammates now on shred and, and that's kind of paid off in, in dividends. Yeah. And though it would have been fascinating to see what the remainder of that season would have looked like. I'm sure you guys would have achieved a lot of success, but it is cool to say that right before code blew up, you guys were number one, you guys <laughs> of college ultimate. That's awesome. And so I'm sure that you had a lot of like great memories at BYU. You've already shared with us some of them, but is there one memory that really sticks out to you the most? One memory that sticks out the most in college. That's a good, it's a good question. Yeah, probably. I'm going to go back to this Florida tournament because so BYU, I don't know if you guys know a whole ton, but so BYU doesn't play on Sundays so they would, we would never go to like nationals or anything. We couldn't get there because you had to win on Sunday. And so this this Florida tournament was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think. And so Friday, Saturday, they gave us like the most brutal college schedule you can imagine. We were, we played <laughs> we played against Carleton and Pitt and UMass and Brown and Auburn, like and Minnesota, like. Wisco, like the the top, <laughs> and like literally every top college team that was there, we played them like back to back to back to back to back, and it was just grueling. And it was in Florida, so it was blazing hot, and like the fact that we just kind of like won game after game after game as a team was just like crazy special. Um, we lost the very last game on Universe against Brown. Um, but regardless, just like that, that feeling of, of being like with the guys after just like putting in a weekend's worth of, of work and seeing it pay off was was a really cool experience. Could you share a little bit more of what that was like? You guys can't play on Sundays, right? You mentioned you can never get to nationals every yep. so many tournaments out there. It's always Saturday, Sunday. Yep. What was that struggle like? Oh, it was tough. It was tough because. We would a lot of times what we would do is we would go on Friday and we would play like a showcase game or two on Friday before the tournament started against usually the team that was hosting or whatever team was willing to play us. We would try to play as many games as possible on Saturday. So we'd play four or five, six games on on Saturday and then we'd we'd go home. 
Uh, and that was that was kind of my college experience for for five years. And it was tough, too, because you'd go and you'd you'd watch college nationals at the end of the year. And there were all the teams that we had played against and we had beaten a bunch of them. And it's like, man, you, you really wish that we could we could be there and, and prove ourselves. And it was tough. And we never really had a, a chance to to show how good we were. And that's I, I think that's the reason that I love Shred so much. A lot of those BYU guys play on Shred now, and this is finally a scene where we can where we can show how good we are and that we can we can hang with the best. And that's what we're trying to do. And Jordan, I think you're just hearing you speak tonight. And if you look at your record, right, you're a very inspiring player. You've done a lot. You've accomplished a lot. People know your name when they talk about frisbee. Your name comes up. But what piece of advice would you give to someone who kind of looks at you, looks up to you, wants to be in your place? What do you tell them? Yeah, no, I think I think start starting today and, and doing something is is huge. Um, it takes a lot of the time. I've been playing for for 10 years. And I mean, the, the players that I looked up to have played for 15 years, you know, and they like I, I don't doubt the work that they've put in on the field and off the field. And so I'm um, whether it's throwing with a friend for five or 10 minutes a day or, or watching a, a game of Frisbee to try to try to get some sort of takeaway from, from someone that you admire. There's, there's a lot of things that you can do. Um, if you want to be good, I think that's, that's something that's really cool about Frisbee. I feel like a lot of, a lot of time, just like if you put in a lot of work, you can actually be pretty dang good in the sport. It's not like the NBA or NFL where you got to be naturally inclined or, or something like that. You can, you can work and get really good at the sport. So I always tell people to to start there and take it one step at a time. That's awesome. So many so many good memories and such a good overall mindset that you have. And we've talked a lot about what you've accomplished, the different accolades. But one thing that we haven't really talked about yet is you were an AUDL All Star last year. Like that's so cool. Like you were a great college player, BYU. You go to the pros and you're becoming part of a new organization, a whole new style of frisbee. And so quickly, you're named an all-star. Can, can you tell us about that experience of playing in that game in Oregon and what it was like to play at that level? Yeah, no, that was that was pretty cool. That was definitely as far as like like moments. That was that's definitely up there. Um, mainly because all the other all-stars, once again, these are players that I admire the heck out of. Right, you get a matchup against Ben Yacht and Quinn Finer and just on and on and Marquez and, and true, right. Who was, who was on the podcast a few weeks back. Like he was there too. And it's like, these, these players are so good and everybody's kind of got their superpower, their thing that they do really, really well. And it's, it's fun to, to see it live and to match up with them. And uh, it was a, it was a good time. We've talked a lot about Frisbee on this podcast, but we know that you obviously do more than that. Graduated BYU with a degree in business strategy and, I saw on your LinkedIn, you're currently working as a client success manager for four, is it four UP golf? Four up. Four up, four up golf software. And along with playing Frisbee, I also play golf. I haven't gotten David into it yet, but Ooh. we're trying there, but it's, it's a great sport. Would you mind just telling us about your job and your connection to the sport of golf? Oh, dude, I love golf. <laughs> so I started, I think I started during COVID because I was like, man, I need, I need something to do and can't play Frisbee. I, I loved basketball, couldn't play basketball a whole ton. And then, yeah, started playing golf probably like two or three years ago. Um, found this job right after high school. So basically I kind of, it's like a software company 
um, that works with a lot of golf courses. So I get to go to courses and help people out and stuff, which is really cool. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I love playing. I think it's, it's something that, uh, I can do for years well after, uh, I'm done playing Frisbee. So love that. And it's also like just so, so relaxing. A lot of times if I've got a big game coming up or something, I'll just go play, just go play nine holes or something. And it'll totally just take my mind off everything. And that's what they say about golf too. It's a lifelong sport. I don't necessarily see myself playing Frisbee at 60 years old. I don't think David does either, but that is neat. It's so cool that you've already gotten playing. And it sounds like golf kind of helps you to get in that like right mindset. You were saying how you like to go before you have a big game. And that that's something special too. So just wanted to yeah. give all the golfers out there a shout out, talk about. No, and, and it's, and it's, it's sweet too, because golf is like such, it, it's literally all about, you like all, all that matters is like your play and i think that's that's super cool and it's so different from frisbee where it's like oh yeah ultimate is such a team sport where like how well your team plays like that's that's what matters most in golf it's just like it is all about you and if something goes wrong like it's on you so i love i love that kind of aspect of it as well that's kind of it's a very different mindset uh than ultimate frisbee dominates your life you could say right? Everything's all this emotional, physical, mental strain goes to the sport. And you have golf on the outside, which is a great relaxing. It's also your work. But outside of those two things, what do you like to do? What are some hobbies that you got? <laughs> it's a good, it's a good question. I'm out here in Utah. So really close to the mountains. So I love, uh, I love being outside the mountains. I love, uh, hiking, just being outdoors, uh, skiing sometimes here in the winter, big video gamer as well. Love gaming, um, playing with teammates and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. Kind of just a normal, a normal post-college grad who loves sports and video games. <laughs> yeah. This kind of brings us to the end here though, Jordan, just want to say thank you and open it up though. If you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with us. Final thoughts. I don't know. Nothing, nothing in, nothing in particular comes to my mind. I'd love to know like, where where you guys are at kind of like obviously you guys say you've played ultimate played at ave maria in, in college kind of and now now you're doing a podcast so i'd love to know kind of your guys story and, and what you're uh what you're hoping to do yeah that's a great question i guess i'll kind of kick us with that um but yeah how this podcast came to be it's funny we haven't really talked about it officially on the breakside podcast but uh, a little while back david approached me this is during our spring semester it was our last semester at ave and he said Hey, I really want to do a podcast with you. And I said, Oh, well, David, it's not like we have much time to do this, man. Like it's the last semester, senior year. We don't have the equipment. He's like, No, no, but we'll figure it out. I'm like, All right. And then I was doing a, a journalism class as an elective my senior year. And my professor said to me and my classmates for this assignment, he wanted us to make a podcast. I mean, it could be on anything we wanted, really. So I was like, Oh, great, David, <laughs> come on, let's go. <laughs> This is our perfect opportunity. And our first podcast we ever did, it was before we were the Breakside podcast. We were we had a different name and we were just getting things started. And we did a film review on this movie called Seven. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's like a bizarre. It's a really bizarre movie. It's really crazy. But we had fun with it and we spent hours just trying to like get it right and figure out what we were doing. We're not tech savvy at all, but we had a, a ton of fun. So that was kind of our story. And then eventually we realized we weren't going to be together anymore on the day to day, but we wanted to continue to do this podcast. And so we, we named it the breakside podcast so that it become more Frisbee related. And yeah, it's been great the past 
gosh, I guess 10 weeks, nine weeks now. We've done a podcast every week and we've figured out a few techie things, which is good. And we've had a lot of fun with it. It's kept us, it's given us the chance to stay in touch, which has been great. So that's kind of my story and where, where I'm at with all the podcast stuff. Yeah, no, it's been a blast. You know, Gary and I just working together. We were teammates uh, all four years for Frisbee. And it's all just about the love of sharing the sport. And this just gets it, allows us to do it in a whole new way, which is really fun. But Jordan Kerr, once again, thank you so much for being with us here tonight. It's been really fun kind of picking your brain, hearing about your experience. Hey, anytime. Thanks, guys. It's awesome. And make sure you check out Jordan Kerr on Instagram along with the Salt Lake Shred um, as they prepare for the playoff run in the AUDL Championship weekend. And you can stay up to date with everything that's going on with those guys. Also, shout out to our AMU Instagram at Ave Maria Ultimate and check out our Breakside Instagram at Breakside underscore podcast and our Twitter at Breakside underscore pod. And that brings us to the end of episode nine of the Breakside podcast. Jordan Kerr, Salt Lake's Shredder. This is Garrett, David and Jordan coming to you live from Ave Maria, Florida. Thanks for listening. Have a great night.